Now time for the BCHL Podcast. All the way in front, backhand, scores! Turn on the red light, the Capitals win it. Donaldson shoots, scores! Sean Donaldson shorthanded. Now one of a breakaway, in alone is Libel. Club save is Colby Hedquist. Nice move. Tanelli to the goal, to the backhand, scores! Cue it up. Tyson Dickett again, he scores! There's one for the highlight reel. Magnus all the way around, he scores! How do you do? Zach Michaelis, coast to coast! You go back to the goal! Oh, what a setup! Oh, me, oh my, put that a PCHL tonight! Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I am your host, Jesse Adamson. Well, fans, we've made it to the most exciting part of the year. It is the start of the Shaw BCHL playoffs. If you're listening to this when this comes out on Friday, all eight first round series start tonight. What a great time it is to be a BCHL fan. With that in mind, we thought we would bring you a new episode of the BCHL podcast this week. But before we get to our guest list, I want to remind everybody that the BCHL podcast is presented by Finning. For more information about Finning and their products, visit Finning.com. That's F-I-N-N-I-N-G. All right, on this week's episode, we have a couple great guests for you. First up, we speak with Quinnipiac University forward and former Chilliwack Chief Skylar Brindamore. And we also head to West Kelowna to check in with Warriors forward and Seattle Kraken draft pick Ben McDonald. First up is our conversation with Brindamore. As most people know, he is the son of current Carolina Hurricanes head coach, longtime NHLer, and Stanley Cup champion. Rod Brindamore. He's also in his senior year at Quinnipiac University, and his team is coming off a great weekend last weekend where they won both of their games uh, at the NCAA National Tournament to advance to the Frozen Four. Uh, On Sunday, Brindamore scored the game-winning goal in his team's 4-1 win over Ohio State University, and earlier this year, he was also named his conference's top defensive forward as part of their year-end awards. We caught up with Brindamore as him and his teammates prepare to take on the University of Michigan uh, next week in the first game of the Frozen Four. So he was kind enough to join us and lend us his time. Um, So let's get right to it. Here is our chat with Quinnipiac University forward and former Chilliwack Chief, Skylar Brindamore. All right, Skylar, you're coming off a huge weekend at the NCAA tournament with wins over Merrimack and Ohio State. Uh, you've been in this tournament a few times before, but uh, I'm sure it's always uh, fun and exciting. What's the experience been like this time around? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, I've been to a, a couple of tournaments. My time here, which, um, you know, is awesome every year. Um, you know, you kind of play for the tournaments. It's kind of what, uh, you know, every hot player dreams of is, is uh you know, I'm a chance to win championships and, um, so, you know, it was a good first step for us. You know, obviously this, this weekend's been really special. Um, you know, I haven't been able to get the, the frozen four. So, um, you know, it was awesome to, to get two wins over two really good teams. And, um, you know, we're just as a team really excited, uh, to get, uh, to Tampa uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So you scored a big goal in Sunday's overtime or sorry, Sunday's win over Ohio state, uh, ended up being the eventual game winner in the, the second, uh, your team scored in a 15 second span. Uh, was that uh, safe to say maybe the, the biggest goal you've scored in your college career? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, uh, this time of year, you know, everything's kind of magnified and, um, you know, 
couple of great plays by by guys on the ice, and I was you know eventually lucky enough to, to just put one in. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a big goal, um, you know, to kind of get regain our lead there. And um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll take it. Definitely, definitely the biggest one uh, I've scored so far in my career. And you mentioned it's the first time you personally will be part of the Frozen Four. Uh, for your team, it's the first time since Quinnipiac has been there since 2016. So uh, how special is it for you and your, your group that you're playing with to accomplish this, especially given it's your senior year? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it was, uh, it was a goal uh, of all our guys on our team, you know, um, come, you know, especially guys coming back. You know, we have a, a big group of uh, fifth-year guys that, that chose to come back for, you know, kind of the additional COVID year and, um, you know, obviously our senior class has been here four years. So, um, you know, it was something that, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, like it's our goal is to, is to get to the frozen four and have a chance to win our champions. So, um, you know, we were, we were close a few times and, um, you know, to be able to break through this year and finally get there, um, you know, it was really exciting and, and we're just, we're fired up to, uh, to get it going. So Quinnipiac is always a program that people around the BCHL pay close attention to. Year after year, there's a, a massive amount of former players from the league on the roster. This year is no different. Uh, there are 14 BCHL alumni on there. Um, so does that help team chemistry, in your opinion, having so many guys coming from the same league? And whether you played with them or against them, you kind of all know who each other are. Does that help uh, make things a little bit easier in the dressing room? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say it's maybe not, you know, imperative to have, you know, guys from the same league, but I think it definitely helps, you know, um, especially if you, if you play with guys before and you, and you, you know, a lot of times, you know, in that league, if you play for a couple of years, you, you get to know guys. And, um, so to have prior relationships kind of coming in, it makes the adjustment uh, a lot easier. And, um, you know, I remember looking back, you know, now it's been, been a couple of years, but since freshman year, you know, coming in with a couple of guys from, uh, the BCHL, like, you know, you, you have common things to kind of, start on the right foot and, and just kind of, you know, they kind of small talk, I guess. And, um, you know, it helps you right away. And, um, obviously I had some guys here that I play with that were, you know, a year above or a year older. So I was able to come in here and, and, uh, you know, get to know them and get kind of acclimated with the team a little quicker, just with those prior relationships. So, um, you know, I don't think it, it's, you know, it's the end all be all or anything like that, but I definitely think, um, you know, it definitely helped my adjustment and, you know, for a bunch of the guys here, I, I'm sure it helped them as well. So speaking of the BCHL, you played a couple years uh, in the league for Chilliwack, uh, 2017 to 2019. And that's obviously a few years ago now. So uh, when you take a look back at the the type of player you were when you left the league and now that you're in your senior year uh, of Division One college hockey, in your opinion, how has your game grown since then? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, I think just from a physical standpoint, um, you know, I've obviously gotten bigger, stronger. Um, and that, you know, that'll happen with the time and the college weight room and things like that. But, um, you know, I think my pace of play has just gotten a lot better, um, being able to make quicker decisions. And, um, you know, I really worked on, on you know, skating and, and shooting and, and things like that. And um, I think those all improved. And, um, you know, I give a lot of credit to Chilliwack, um, you know, Coach Maloney, um, guys there. Like, they, you know, there was a program that really helped um, – you know, get you prepared for the college level. Um, you know, I think the practices there were, were tough, but, but, um, really prepared you well. We were able to get in the weight room a lot there. So, um, you know, I get a lot of credit for, for me being able to come into Quinnipiac my freshman year and not feel out of pace, you know, physically, um, or, you know, even just the pace the way we practice, like, um, you know, making plays and things like that. Like, um, you know, I give them a lot of credit, uh, for me to be able to come in and, 
and help, you know, a team right away. And obviously now once you get on campus, you know, you're able to get hit, hit the weight room a little bit more and, and dial up and all those things. And um, so it's definitely helped me so far. So you were named uh, conference defensive forward of the year at the conclusion of the regular season. Um, curious to know, is, is the defensive, defensive side of the game something you've kind of always been good at, even, even going back to your junior days? Is it something that you've consciously tried to improve? Um, what's the approach there on the defensive side of the game? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, I think playing both ends of the, of the, on the ice, you know, playing defensively is, uh, is important. You know, you can't, kept me giving up stuff. Um, and, you know, I think throughout my, you know, kind of career, I've always kind of had that, that mentality. Um, you know, I think too, just, um, from kind of my skill set, um, you know, being a bigger guy and, and something like that, I think everyone kind of just kind of mold you into that like defensive role. And, um, you know, I'm happy to, to continue to do that. And, you know, when I got here, I was kind of my role and, um, you know, our, our coaching staff, um, here, uh, you know, really does a, a great job of making sure that we're dialed in on defensive side of the puck. Um, and then if you do that, you're, you can go play offense. So, um, it's something that, you know, I take pride in, um, you know, I obviously hate, hate being scored on or anything like that. So, um, you know, I try to do my best on that side of the puck and, and hopefully, um, you know, when you play well on that end of the puck, then a lot of times it, it creates offense for you. So, um, you know, that's just something I've always, always try to focus on. So uh, I'm curious to also get your take on what, what, what do you think makes a good defensive player? It's it's really easy to gauge good offensive players. You just go look at their stats. How many goals did they score? I know there's there's uh, much more that goes into it beyond that, but there aren't really other than I guess plus minus. There aren't really stats that that show that at least not just traditional stats. So in your opinion, like what makes a good defensive hockey player? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of different things that kind of go into it. Um, you know, I think just having a, a really good active stick, I think it's important. Um, you know, you, you might know, never, you know, you don't track deflections or, or things like that. But I think, um, you know, if you watch a game and you see a guy, um, you know, on the, even on, in the ozone, like just anywhere on the ice, getting uh, his stick on pucks and making it challenging for the opposing team to kind of get out of their zone or, or, uh, you know, make them tough to get passes to in the, in the offensive zone. Um, I think it just kind of creates a little bit of havoc and, um, it makes it, you know, the, your offensive players, you know, struggle a bit when you're, when you're getting your stick on things. And, and then also, you know, you just gotta, you know, be good, um, using your body as far as, you know, boxing out, you know, making sure that guys can't get easy ones, you know, off rebounds and, and things like that. And then, um, you know, the other thing is too, is that, you know, we, right with you here a lot of, you know, we block shots, you, you know, you track, um, your ability, you know, to, to block, block a puck from getting to the net, you know, that's obviously helps defensively. And then, you know, the last thing I'll probably say is, you know, one thing that we, we do a really good job here, um, all forwards is, is face-offs. I think, um, you know, if you can win pucks, whether that be in the D zone, I think that helps you as a defensive player. Cause now you, you start with a puck as opposed to always having to play defense right away. And, um, you know, that's something that as a program here, we really, really value is face-offs and it's not just, you know, the center, winning them back, it's, you know, the wing or the D coming in and winning those 50-50 pucks so that you can uh, start with the puck. So, I mean, there's a lot of different factors, um, but I would say those are kind of just a couple of main ones that, that we look at. So, uh, on top of your strong defensive play this year, you've also had by far your best year offensively. Uh, you put up 32 points in 39 games. You scored 14 goals. Uh, what do you think has contributed to that increase in production? 
Yeah, I think, you know, obviously just probably the main thing is just confidence. Um, you know, coming back from my senior year, um, you know, I knew I wanted to take a step in that. And so, um, you know, I, I worked really hard on, on the offensive side of the box this offseason. And, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where once you start, you know, you know, pucks start going back in that a little bit more, you, you start gaining some confidence. And then, um, you know, the other thing is just opportunity. Um, you know, for my first three years, I wasn't, you know, really on the power play or, anything like that. And I was kind of strictly more in that shutdown role. And, um, you know, I was happy to do it. We were winning games. So, um, you know, I was, I was happy to do that, but you know, this year, um, you know, I was put on a power play and was able to, you know, sc- score a few and, you know, your numbers are going to look a little better when you, when you get to play on the, on the power play, you know, and, and especially in our league and really any league kind of going forward, you, you score a lot. Well, the goals scored are, are on the power play. So, um, you know, with the tight checking games nowadays, um, there's not a lot of room to operate, you know, five on five. So, um, if you can get kind of an opportunity to get on the power play, um, you know, obviously I'm playing with great players too out there. Uh, you know, give me a couple of tap ins, but you know, the numbers look better. Just, you know, just having a little more opportunity. So I want to go back to the BCHL again. Um, thinking back to your time in the league, you were part of the Chiefs team that won uh, the national championship in 2018 at home. It was kind of a unique unique situation. You lost in the first round of the BCHL playoffs and then had a month off. I think it was more than a month off until the Nationals. Uh, you also made a coaching change at that time. So you were you were starting the, the tournament with a new coach uh, and then got to host the event and, and obviously won the whole thing. So uh, what, what do you remember about that time in that season? And, and winning the championship with that group. Yeah, no, I have uh, you know, I've really fond memories of that of that year. Um, you know, obviously the the regular season wasn't what um, you know we expected as a team, and you know wasn't what you know I expected of myself from an individual standpoint. But um, you know, obviously we we battled hard in that first round. Um, you know, we had a tough opponent, Prince George that year was you know was really good. So um, took him to I think it was seven. So yeah, you know, it, it was a tough tough uh, way to go out, but. Um, you know, we, we took that, that six weeks as a group and, and, you know, we knew we still had unfinished business and we had an opportunity to, uh, to win a national championship. So, um, you know, give a lot of credit again to, to the coaching staff, you know, Maloney, um, coming in and, um, you know, obviously he's a, he's a great, he's a great coach and, um, you know, but he, you know, he's a better person. So he was, he was easy to play for, um, you know, as long as he just gave, gave what you had, he, you know, he was, he could accept that. And so, um, yeah, no, I mean, I obviously, Anytime you can win, you know, you're going to cherish those moments. Um, you know, um, it's hard to do. So, um, you know, obviously we would have loved to, to have maybe a little better regular season and a little longer playoff run. But um, at the end of the day, you know, um, you know, those guys on that team, like we're always going to remember uh, winning that, that RBC Cup. So I want to also quickly ask you uh, about your dad as well. Obviously, uh, former NHL player, Stanley Cup champion, now a successful head coach. And obviously, he's someone that uh, you can get a lot of knowledge and, and experience from. Uh, what can you say about uh, your relationship with him and, and how he's helped you throughout your hockey career? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's been a huge help for me. Um, now, if he's talking strictly, you know, hockey, obviously, you know, you know, he was a, was a really good player and, um now, you know, he's a, he's a really good coach. So, um, you know, I'm able to lean on him on, on that side of things. But, um, you know, I, I think nowadays it's, you know, it's, he doesn't try to, uh, to overwhelm me with, you know, my games and, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, he's, uh, he's just there, you know, for support and any way I need. And, you know, a lot of times now, um, I like to just kind of use him as a resource. So I'll give him a call and say, Hey, can you got some time to go over, 
go over a game or um, give me your thoughts and, and then he's happy to do it. You know, he watches all the games and, um, you know, he's a big, big Quinnipiac fan. So, uh, <laughs> so it's good. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's been an obviously huge help throughout my whole entire, uh, you know, career here and, uh, he continues to do so. Um, but he, he does a good job of, of not, you know, kind of initiating the, well, let's, this is what you need to do and all that, you know, he kind of lets me do it. And then if, if I reach out to him, uh, which I like to do, then, uh, then he'll go and over a little more in depth and then give me some pointers. So before we finish up on uh, a couple of questions about the Frozen Four next weekend, I want to ask you about one of your teammates, another BCHL alum, Yaniv Peretz. Um, obviously, one of the best goalies in Div 1 college hockey. Uh, barely lets in any goals. He puts up a ton of shutouts. I'm sure as a, a defensive specialist like you are, you can appreciate having a guy like back like that back there. So just wondering, what uh, what does a guy like Yaniv do for the team, uh, knowing he's back there to to stop the pucks for you? Yeah, no, I mean, he's incredible. Um, you know, he's definitely, you know, the best goalie in, in college hockey, in my opinion. Um, you know, he just, like you said, like, you know, like he doesn't let any goals. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know how you really, you know, judge a goalie besides, you know, save bucks or not, and he pretty much saves everyone. So he's, um, you know, he's incredible. Um, I think, you know, our system, we do a, a, do a good job of, of trying to limit, you know, great A's and a bunch of shots. But, um, man, when we give him up, you know, he's back on, and, and that's why, you know, we're, you know, a good defensive hockey team is really because he's the backbone of it. Um, you know, when we do have breakdowns and it's hockey, you know, every team you're going to have your breakdowns. Um, you know, he's there to bail us out. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's incredible. Um, you know, he's, he's my roommate now. So he's, he's someone that, you know, just such a hard worker and loves the game and, and loves to win. So, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. I didn't realize you were roommates. Hopefully he heard you pumping his tires like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> listen to this and, and, you know, take me out to dinner. So. There you go. Uh, yeah. So just want to finish up on, uh, on the frozen four. So looking ahead, you're playing Michigan on April 6th. Uh, what are you expecting out of them in that matchup? Yeah, no, um, obviously we know they're, they're a really talented team. Um, you know, they obviously got the, got the high end skill and, um, you know, they're, they're fun to watch, but, uh, you know, we're excited for, for the opportunity to play them. You know, obviously we, the guys that are returning, we uh, got some bad, bad taste in our mouth still from, from last year's tournament when we lost to them. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited to get the other chance to, to take them down and um, it's going to be tough, but, um, you know, we feel confident in our group. You know, I, you know, we, we got four lines, we got, you know, 70, we got, um, you mentioned Yanni. Um, so we, we feel really good about it. Um, we're going to get ready this week and, have a hard week of practice and then uh, get down to Tampa and, and do the best we can. Last one for you. So we talked about uh, the, the group of older players on the team, a bunch of fifth year guys, you got seniors like yourself, um, given you guys have been together for so long um, and, and played together for so long, what would it mean to you to finish off the year with a national championship, uh, especially with this group of guys? Yeah. I mean, it would mean everything, you know, um, obviously, um, you know, we've been together a long time, like you said, and, um, you know, this is, you know, a chance to kind of, kind of, you know, put our footprint on the program and, um, you know, bring home an ass championship, first one in school history. So, um, you know, we're, we're really excited. Um, you know, they're just a bunch of great guys and it's been, you know, awesome to be able to play with them for, for this long. And, um, you know, I'm obviously thrilled that we were able to continue, you know, we can, you know, it's awesome. That we were able to go to practice today and, and you know, and, still have something to, to play for. Um, and so, but you know, we're, we're, we're not satisfied just getting to the frozen four, um, you know, um, you know, last kick of the can. So everyone we're fired up and, 
you know, we, we really feel like we can do something special and, um, we just got to focus, you know, kind of one ship at a time here when we, once we get down to Tampa, but, um, yeah, I mean, it would mean, it mean everything to, to be able to do that. All right, Skylar. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Really appreciate it. And, uh, best of luck to you and your teammates at the frozen four. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Skylar Brindamore for joining the podcast. All right, let's move on to interview number two. It is with West Kelowna Warriors forward and Seattle Kraken draft pick Ben McDonald. McDonald is in his first season in the BCHL, and it's been a successful one. He averaged uh, just about a point per game during the regular season. He had 50 in 52 games, uh, scoring 23 goals uh, as he played his first year of junior hockey. Uh, and as I mentioned, he was drafted by the Kraken in the 2022 uh, NHL entry draft. He was a uh, third round pick, uh, 91st overall. And also he is committed to Harvard University. So we had plenty of topics to cover in this interview, not to mention the fact that uh, the Warriors are preparing to take on the Vernon Vipers in the first round of their playoff series starting this weekend. So let's not waste any more time. Here is our interview with West Kelowna Warriors forward, Ben McDonald. All right, Ben, you just wrapped up your first season in the BCHL and actually your first season of junior hockey. Um, so how did you find the transition uh, from high school hockey, which we were playing before, uh, just making the step up to junior? Uh, it was definitely a lot different. Uh, moving away from, from my family and leaving home was probably the biggest adjustment. But uh, once, I got, once I got settled in there, it was... Uh, it was a pretty easy, easy transition thanks to the coaches and my teammates and my great fellow family. What was it about the BCHL that made you want to come here for this next step in your career? Uh, the speed and the skill of the league really uh, drew me in. And uh, also leaving, leaving home and growing up a little bit was uh, definitely, definitely a, po- a positive factor in why I wanted to come out here. So you put together a strong season. I know you're you're known as a, a good defensive player, but you you obviously have an offensive touch as well. Uh, you had 50 points in 52 games. You scored 23 goals, um, and it also kind of really seemed like you you started to come on as the season went on. Is that a, a fair assessment? Do you think um, maybe you uh, you were you were getting stronger as the year went on? Definitely, I think I uh, definitely uh, developed more more confidence as the season went on. Um, I was playing against a lot of older guys and, uh, obviously in a different place. So it took a, took a little bit, a little bit of adjusting, like I said, but as the season progressed, I, I just got a little more confidence, felt more confident, uh, confident with the puck on my stick and was able to, to make some more plays. So last summer, uh, I'm sure was a, a pretty big highlight for you in, in your life and, and your hockey career. You were drafted in the third round of the NHL draft by the Seattle Kraken. Uh, just curious to know, what, what was that day like for you? Were you hanging out watching the draft on TV? Were you trying to keep busy with, with other things? What were you up to when you found out uh, that you had been drafted by Seattle? Uh, I was at the draft, so I walked down uh, to, to the cracking table, shook their hands, and then went through went through, through some media stuff. But uh, it was it was a dream come true, and being able to to spend that day with my my, my parents and my sisters and uh, a couple other buddies that I got drafted was was really really special. 
Yeah, and, and especially to get drafted to a team like Seattle. Um, it's a, an exciting organization. Obviously, they're the newest team in the NHL. It's only their second year, but they're battling for a playoff spot. They have uh, some young, talented players uh, in place, uh, like Matt Beniers, uh, Shane Wright, and yourself now as well. Uh, what excites you the most about uh, being a part of that organization? Yeah, I think the the young core is really exciting. Um, they they really they're really uh, emphasizing the development of their players and trying to to really do the do the right things to develop uh, the players and make a really strong team uh, in the future. So I'm really happy to be part of that organization. I really really like what they're doing there. Um, are you now that the draft is over and you're um, near the end of your your season? Are, are are they in contact with you much during the year? Do they um, do they contact you and give you advice or anything like that? Or they let you kind of just do your own thing? What's the relationship and the connection like um, with the team? Yeah, I, I text and call with uh, the development guys uh, probably once or once a week or once every two weeks. Um, they're they're uh, talking about my game, what they think I've been doing well, what I haven't been doing well, and um, just trying to, to keep in improving on, on different skills and learning different skills. So they're in contact me, uh, with me quite a bit, and it's, it's been really helpful. So have you been had a chance to get down to Seattle uh, much or, or at all since you've been in the BCHL? I'm guessing you were there uh, in the summer for a development, a rookie camp or something like that. But since you're you're uh, pretty close to Seattle now where you're playing your junior hockey, have you gotten a chance to get down there at all? Unfortunately, I haven't. There's, uh, we have a busy schedule here, so I haven't, haven't been able, uh, been able to, to get down there at all. But maybe on my way back, I, I might be able to swing through back home. So looking beyond your time in the BCHL, you're committed to Harvard University to play uh, your Div 1 hockey. Uh, obviously, that's a school very well known for its education, and I'm sure that's an important thing for you as well as someone who uh, is committed to go there. So uh, why is education uh, such a big, uh, important and, and focus for you? Uh, education is huge for me just because I know that hockey doesn't last forever, um, even if even if you play in the NHL or go pro it's it, it, it always ends and there's always uh there's life after hockey and my, my dad uh really just instilled in me how important education was and the fact that hockey does end someday so that you just gotta uh prepare yourself for for what what happens next what courses are, do you plan on taking when you're there what do, what do you think your focus is going to be academically uh, i think economics and then business so those are kind of the, the stuff i'm interested in Nice. And then, of course, there's the uh, the hockey side of things as well. Harvard uh, is coming off a year where they made the national tournament, um, obviously had a, a pretty good year. So uh, what is it about the hockey program that excites you as well? Yeah, growing up in Boston, I always wanted to play for a bean pot. And my, my dad played at Harvard, so it, it was it was always a dream of mine to uh, to play there. I've been to a lot of games, been to bean pot games, and just the whole... Uh, the, the whole culture around around college hockey in Boston and, and Harvard hockey has just always been really really special for me. So I've, it's always been my dream to go there. Yeah, I didn't realize that your dad played there. Um, what uh, what has that done for you to have someone uh, who played high level college hockey and, and obviously being as close um, as your father is? Um, what, what's it like having someone like that in your life that you can kind of lean on for advice and, and guidance? been great he's he's been my my mentor and my idol for my entire life taught me how to skate uh we spent countless hours in the basement shooting pucks him giving me tips i call him after every game text him so he's 
he's been unbelievable, and I wouldn't be anywhere uh, near where I am now without him. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, defensive hockey when it comes to a forward. So uh, we actually interviewed Skylar Brindamore um, for this episode of the podcast. He's at Quinnipiac University, former BCHL player, and he just won the um, the best defensive forward in the ECAC. Um, and I, I asked him the same questions. We'll ask you as well. What what makes a good defensive forward in your mind is are there certain traits and skills because you know it's it's hard to measure a good defensive forward it's it's beyond goals and assists um so how do you measure uh what makes a good uh forward in their own end i think just being in the right spot in the right time always being uh between between the puck and the net uh taking your guy in front always taking sticks and being able to, to block shots so there's a lot that goes into it but i think just being in the right position and being being smart is uh, probably the biggest things. So looking ahead to this weekend, you got the the start of the BCHL playoffs. Your first round opponent is Vernon. Uh, your team won the season series, uh, I believe, four games to one. But a, a couple of those games went to a shootout. There were some other one goal games. So it, it, it is a little bit closer than it may seem on paper. So what, what are you expecting from the series and the Vernon Vipers? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series. Uh, two good teams. Uh, it's actually my first seven-game playoff series, so I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be it's going to be a war. It's going to be physical. A lot of shots blocked. It's it's going to be it's going to be fun. Really fun. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll come out on top. So the interior conference was so tight this year. Third to seventh place was just separated by three points, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Uh, your team ended up coming out on top of that group to finish third and got home ice advantage for at least the first round. Um, how important was it uh, to your team to get home ice advantage and, and what do you plan to do with it um, now that you got it? Yeah, it was really important. Our home fans are, are unbelievable. They support us no matter what. and they, they bring a lot of energy to our game. So it's it's really it's really great playing at home, and uh, I think we're going to try to feed off that games. And uh, I know our fans will be behind us, so we're going to we're going to show up for them and give them give them everything we got. Last question for you: Just looking at the Warriors roster, you guys have so much high end talent and skill. You got a couple NHL draft picks. You got uh, eleven players with Div One commitments. How far do you think uh, this team can go this year? I think uh, we're going to go as far as. Uh, as we can, we can take ourselves. Uh, I think we have a really great team, and as long as we're playing together and playing a full 60 minutes, I think the sky's the limit for us. So um, I'm really excited uh, for what the playoffs have to hold, and I'm, I'm really confident in this group that we can, uh, we can make a run. All right, Ben. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Uh, best of luck to you and your teammates in the playoffs. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right, that concludes another episode of the BCHL podcast. Thanks again to both of my guests, Ben McDonald, who you just heard from, and Skylar Brendamore, who we spoke with earlier. Before we let you go, I just want to remind everyone, uh, the BCHL playoffs start uh, tonight, if you're listening to this on Friday when this comes out. All series game ones are tonight, Friday night. Uh, And that means we've got you covered with a ton of content. We have playoff previews for both the Coastal Conference and the Interior Conference posted on the BCHL website. 
And uh, we also have posted a bunch uh, about our year-end awards on our social media channels, uh, as well as on our website. We have uh, three finalists for all of our uh, individual year-end awards. Um, so if you're curious about that and uh, wondering who the finalists are, make sure to check us out. We are at BC Hockey League on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And of course, you can go to our website, which is bchl.ca. Of course, we have to thank the presenting sponsor of the BCHL podcast, and that is Finning. Again, if you're looking for information on their products, you can visit finning.com. And last but not least, thank you to Greg Ballack, our producer, for putting this thing together behind the scenes. All right, everyone, enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.